Today, I'm going to tell a story about two souls who embark on a journey where their love is their greatest salvation and their betrayal their greatest adversary. And I'm not talking about us. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, Wandering Works For Us. We are Shelly and Beth, a married couple living in Portugal and traveling the world. These are our stories. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wandering Works For Us podcast. I'm Shelly. And I'm Beth. And today we're going to tell you a romantic love story, one that has lasted over the ages in one of the oldest countries in Europe. Indeed. We're so excited to tell you. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I am because this is one of my favorite stories. Uh -huh, I love, love story. this. So before our first trip to Portugal, I was doing some research on things that I wanted to see, and I was also reading this history book called The Portuguese, A Modern History, and it mentioned this story, and I was very intrigued, so I had to go off and do some research and find out what happened to, with these two people, and the versions of the stories that you get are mostly the same, but there's a few different things in there, so I'm going to kind of mix them all together and tell you the basic story yeah because a lot of it's legend anyway yeah the best parts are always the legends right yes all right picture it the year is 1340 Whew. yes portugal is a young country if you consider 200 years old young at that time alfonso the fourth is the king of portugal and as usual, kings are having issues with other countries, you know, wanting to invade them and stuff. And what is the best way to form an alliance? Marry your children off. Marry your children off. That's the best way, right? Okay, so he's having some family issues. And so he arranges a marriage with um, one of the kingdoms in Spain, the Castile, to a woman named Constanza. And he arranges it with his son, Pedro, Pedro the first. He is the crown prince. He is going to become king when, you know, Alfonso passes away. And so there's some back and forth. But Constanza ends up in Portugal and they get married. However, when Constanza shows up, she, of course, comes with her court and her ladies in waiting. And one of those ladies in waiting was Inis de Castro. And what happens with these two? Oh, they fall deeply in love with one another. <laughs> deeply in love. And so there's, of course, this issue between, you know, a lot of princes, a lot of kings, they have mistresses. That's their thing. But, you know, you always have the queen and the king, and they make the babies, and the babies are heirs to the throne. So for years, Pedro and Inish, they're having this love affair. I mean, this love affair goes on for like years and years and years. But the problem is Pedro is paying more attention to Enish than he is his wife. And so therefore, eh, we got to do something about that. So about four years into this whole thing, Alfonso 
goes to Pedro and says, look, you got to end it or we're going to fix it. And Pedro does not want to end it. So Alfonso bans Enish from the court. He sends her off to the countryside. He sends her to the border of Spain. He sends her up north. He tries to get rid of her. But, of course, Pedro cannot be without his love. So they meet in secret pretty much all over the country, everywhere. So about the year 1355 or so, Costanza has finally gotten pregnant. There is a heir to the throne. And so when Costanza goes to have the baby, who's Ferdinand, his name was Ferdinand, <laughs> Ferdinand the first. When she has him, she dies in childbirth. Now, this opens up a world for Pedro because Pedro really wants to marry Enish. But the problem is Enish is not technically of royal blood or she's not high up enough on the chain to really become queen. And the second thing is, is her brothers, they pretty much are in cahoots with the king of the Castile in Spain. And they are a great influence on Pedro at the time. And so the king... Alfonso is trying hard to marry Pedro back off. He's like, you got to marry somebody else of royal blood. And he says, no, I miss Costanza too much. I cannot. Meanwhile, you know, he's off having children with this other woman. <laughs> <laughs> and at some point, he brings Enish back to Coimbra. And this is where the king and Pedro and everybody live during this period of time. They're not in Lisbon. Coimbra is like the capital. And so when she comes back to Coimbra, Alfonso has had enough, and he sends four guys off to hunt her down and kill her. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, they find her at one of the monasteries in Coimbra, and they kill her. And the legend is they decapitate her right in front of her youngest child. Oh, I know. Sad. So, of course, Pedro is not having it. He is, he, he loses his mind, basically, and mounts a small rebellion against his father for a couple of months. It lasts, it lasts less than a year, but it was probably more than six months. And finally, Pedro's mother, I believe her name is Beatrice, comes through and says, look, Pedro, stop fighting with your father. Calm down. You don't need to go after these four men that have killed your love. It's over. Get over it and move on. And Pedro actually concedes at that time. But a few months later, Alfonso dies. So guess who becomes king of Portugal? Pedro! <laughs> and now Pedro can do whatever the heck he wants. And so therefore, <laughs> he goes off and he kills these four gentlemen. He hunts them down. And he not only just kills them, but this is one of the most gruesome parts of the story. He rips their hearts from their chests because that is how he felt when his love Enish was killed. And therefore that gave him the name of Pedro the Cruel. Now, technically, that is the end of the story. However, my favorite part of the whole story actually doesn't come into text until about 200 years later. And it kind of, it arrived in Spain at some point. I think somebody made this part up, but it's still my favorite part, is where when Pedro is going to be crowned king, he actually goes and digs up 
the corpse of Enish and has her dressed in royal robes, has a crown put on her corpse, and makes all the nobles of the court kiss her dead hand and pledge their fealty to her. <laughs> and makes her queen. Which it makes her the corpse queen, <laughs> which I think is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> but, you know, because love makes you do crazy things, doesn't it? True. So now both of their corpses are in a monastery in Alcobasa. And we were able to visit that monastery, finally, not too long ago. We were. It was really beautiful. And you go through, you know, different chambers of the monastery, but in the main chamber, they have both of their coffins set up so that they're facing each other in a way that when, you know, what do you call that? The rapture comes around? Yes. (laughs) When the rapture happens, they can, when they rise up, they'll be able to to meet each other and look each other in the eyes as they ascend to heaven or whatever you do when the rapture comes. And that was the king's wish. Um, I believe it's Pedro's wish. Yes. But, you know, as we say, legend, we, we don't know what the real truth is. But their coffins are amazing. They, they are, are intricately done. All of these scenes all around them. There is like a statue of them lying on top. With angels and babies and dogs surrounding them. It is it is quite the scene. It's carved marble. Is it carved marble? I was mm-hmm. thinking it was sandstone. Oh, you're right. It is, this, these are sandstone. But it is intricately carved. It is incredible. Yeah. Now, this story actually has some connections to the town we're living in. It does. Would you like to tell us about it? Sure. <laughs> On uh, one end of our main street, we have this very, very old walled structure. It looks a little bit like a castle, but it was actually a hunting lodge and a place to stay in this area. And it was used by not only Pedro, um, in his time, but it was, was it the Moors? Yes, the Moors before that. And I mean, it's just thousands of years old. I don't, how old would it be if the Moors? It was before 1130 something. Yeah. So um, it's this really incredible place. And it currently, the living quarters part of it it actually was sold and belongs to two different families who are here uh, occasionally the rest of the time it sits empty one of these days I'm going to figure out a way to see the inside of it and then the back gardens which are extensive uh, belong to our town and they hold special events back there. I think you might even be able to rent it um, for a special event kind of thing. But it is quite beautiful. And most of the time, like our folk dancers, who I believe are named Don Pedro the First, yes, Joe folk dancing people, they hold their events back there. They dance uh-huh. sometimes. Yeah. And so the reason that this comes into the story that Shelley was telling is because Pedro used this as a hunting lodge and a place to uh, go away to. And the legend, the stories are, 
It is one of the places that he always met, met his love. Yay. We do have a museum in town um, called the Dom Pedro the First Museum. And you can go in and they have costumes and painting and they tell the history of Sarah Del Rey and they tell the history between Enish and Pedro also. It's very sweet. So it is. Our town has kind of locked into this story. So it kind of works out. So that's the story for today. Well, that was good. Ooh, thank you. Maybe I'll come up with another story. Another history lesson. Another history lesson. Because there is lots of history here in Portugal. It is the oldest country in Europe. Oldest one. Thanks for joining in for this short version today. And if you have any questions or comments or want to give us any suggestions, hit us up on our social media. We're on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And we look forward to hearing from you soon. Shout out to those that have already given us a review and have subscribed to our channel and have given us feedback. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Boa tarde. Boa tarde. Thank you everyone for joining us today. If you would like to reach out to us or ask questions, you can find us on our social media pages on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. You can also follow us at our website, www.forus.com. That's www.forus.com. Hope to hear from you soon. Obrigada!